You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Today, we're going to talk about being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Everybody say sanctification. Okay, sanctification or holiness. And so, that's, you know, just a clue of who He is in our lives. He is not called a happy spirit. He is called who? The Holy Spirit. And that is His work in us. He makes us holy. His nature, His attribute is holy. And today, it is such a privilege and an honor to have uh, one of our ministers in the Every Nation movement uh, preach the word this afternoon. I, I, as I said uh, this morning, uh, we recently just concluded our um, School of uh, Empowerment Ministry, the School of Empowerment, the School of Healing, and also the School of the Prophecy, Prophetic. And uh, Pastor Bernard uh, attended that class together with his wife, uh, Colleen. Uh, Pastor Bernard, for those of you who don't know him, he's been ministering here like, you know, he's several times in Alabang. Uh, he's a good friend of the ministry as well here in the south and some, uh, you know, some of the uh, congregations in Metro Manila. He is the senior pastor of the Every Nation Church in Christ Church, New Zealand. What a name, right? Well, you know, it's, it's a beautiful name of a city, Christ Church. Can you imagine that? Uh, and so he's been pastoring that church for what, 19 years, I think? Or yeah, uh, almost two decades. And uh, he also happened to be um, uh, concurrent. Uh, he became uh, the senior pastor also of Melbourne, E.N. Melbourne uh, in Australia for a couple of years or maybe three, four years. Pastor Bernard is uh, married to Colleen. Colleen is actually on, his way, on her way to Festival Mall. Uh, they both uh, minister, uh, you know, encouragement and prophetically as they travel uh, extensively, not only in Asia or Oceania, but also in the rest of the world. They both came from South Africa, called out from that particular region to plant churches uh, in the Oceania region. And so uh, they're married as well uh, for, I don't know how many years, so let's keep the age. But they have three children who are all grown up and married, and they have uh, grandchildren. So they're, they're gonna, he's still gonna talk about that more. But why don't we all welcome right now with a victory alabang welcome Pastor Bernard Vivijay to deliver a powerful word this afternoon. Grabe! Petmalu! And Lordi! Are you glad you're here this afternoon? Are you excited? Ignited? And delighted? Come on, I'm so glad you're here. And, and, uh, but I just want to quickly just prophesy over, um, I don't know your name. What's your name? Lai. Don't you want to just stand right there because I'm going to prophesy over you. And won't you stretch your hands to me? I really believe God wants to speak prophetically to Lai. You know, when I, see, when I saw you worshiping, I felt the Lord saying, it's easier for you to sing the songs, but it's never, it's been a struggle in your experience. It's easy to sing about Jesus being victorious, but it's been a real challenge and a struggle for you in your life here on this earth. And I see three strategic moments in your life when I look back that have really impacted your life. 
and it's, it's got, to, uh, got you to where you are today. But I want to say uh, from the Spirit of the Lord, where you think those were gravestones, they're actually stepping stones to shape you and to grow you to be the woman of God that he's called you to be. And the Spirit of the Lord says to you, please stop looking back. Your destiny is not in your past. Your destiny is in your future. And I really believe God's going to give you a new set of running shoes because he wants you to run because your destiny is in front of you. I see an open door for you. But God said, don't give up. Don't grow weary in journeying towards that door. You have to keep running because that door you're going to go through and you're going to see something amazing, says the Lord. And so, Lord, I pray for my sister. Lord, you know the challenges of the past, but you also know the amazing destiny that lies ahead. I pray, Father, that you would give her those new running shoes, that she can start running the race that you've set before her with fresh enthusiasm, intimacy with you. Because, Lord, I know that through intimacy with you, the worship of the heart will be touched. Lord, that you be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. All right, here we go. For those of you who don't know how to spell my name, please spell it correctly. Because if you spell it incorrectly, it's a sin. Okay? Um, And if you're involved with social media, please become my friend. I will accept you if you've got more than 10 mutual friends. Okay. Um, But uh, I write uh, blogs once a year, so you can read it then. But I just want to show my family. Um, God's blessed me with amazing children. Um, And so I'm really blessed. That's my daughter there. Um, Her and her husband, she married a Samoan New Zealander, and they've got two little uh, grandkids uh, they live in Christchurch, very involved with us in the ministry. My son James um, married a girl from South Africa and live in Cape Town, South Africa. Unfortunately, I've got no more kids for anybody else. Um, but then I've got my baby, uh, him and his wife. She's from the UK. They've just moved back to Christchurch and are in our church family in Christchurch. But, but you know, I want to show you a picture of three little people that have changed my life. Those are my three grandchildren. I am a lolo. Grabe. I'm a lolo. And let me tell you something. When I look at those three little ones, I feel that I should have had my grandchildren first. But God's blessed me with three beautiful little grandchildren. And I believe there will be more along the way. Um, One of the exciting things I did last year, I don't know how many of you are on social media or you watch television, um, but I was involved in this wedding. But uh, we are involved with the exciting series. And as Pastor Ariel mentioned, Pastor Ariel, thank you so much for inviting me. Always love to minister God's word, uh, the series on making room. And a couple of weeks back, you did the person of the Holy Spirit. Then you did the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and today we're going to look at being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And the word sanctified is a very big word, and in simple English, it means to be set apart, to be holy. I want to ask you three questions. I want you to be 
totally honest with yourselves. Okay? Don't, please don't lie. We're in church. All right? So be truthful with yourself. You don't have to put up your hands. And, and I, I'm not going to ask you to do that. But be honest in your heart. Are you ready? Question one. Would you like to walk in spiritual freedom? Think about it. Would you like to walk in spiritual freedom? The opposite of is, would you like to walk in bondage? It's a choice. Number two, would you like to walk daily in the power of his spirit? Number three, is your desire to host his presence and release his presence every day. Now, if you answered one question, yes, you're in the right place. Isn't that exciting? If you answered no for all three, you're in the right place. In other words, you're in the right place. Isn't that great? I'm gonna pray for you that God, by the power of his spirit, would move in your heart this afternoon. And the whole series title is Make Room, that you're going to make room for the power and the presence of God in your life. Father God, I pray for every single person. Lord, you know where they are in their journey with you. Lord, you know the challenges, the struggles, the spiritual dryness, wherever they are. I pray, Holy Spirit, for an encounter with the power and the presence of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you may be seated. We're gonna look, we're gonna go to a text, but I need to tell you the background because I don't wanna shock you. Because we're in church, we normally speak nicely to each other. Isn't that right? But you know what? When Paul wrote to the Galatian church in Galatians chapter three, he didn't start off with a nice passage. You know, if we use modern terminology and, and, and the language of today, you know, maybe he got an email. Maybe Paul got a Snapchat. Maybe he got a couple of Viber messages that something was happening in the church of Galatia. And so in order to address what was happening in Galatians chapter 3, he wrote this letter. But he didn't start it in a very exciting way. You know, when you greet somebody, you say, Maganan hapon. It's like, I love you. And it's like warm and friendly. But he didn't start that off in chapter 3. This is what he said. He said, oh foolish Galatians. How many of you know that that's not an exciting word? But here... Paul wrote to the Galatians because there was something he needed to address. And sometimes when you address a situation, you've got to use other words. And so he said, oh, foolish Galatians. And he said, who has bewitched you? In other words, these were Christians who got saved and somehow other people crept into their lives and started to bewitch them. And the word bewitch and to explain it was to gain control or to cast a spell on them. They were being exposed to false prophets, false teachers, and, and people that they found on Google that wasn't good for them. How many of you know that everything on Google is not true? 
And most of us just Google something because it's quick and easy and you read something and you think, wow, that must be true. Don't be deceived. Don't be bewitched. And this is what was happening to the Christians of that day. And the strange thing is, Paul was saying here, it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed and crucified. And so these people saw what happened to Jesus, and they were still bewitched. Then it continues in verse 2, and it says, Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith. Basically what Paul was saying here, he said when you accepted Christ, was it by the law or by the Spirit? When you accepted Jesus Christ, I don't know when you accepted Jesus Christ. I accepted Jesus Christ in September 1979. I was a university student. I accepted Jesus Christ by faith. I sat next to my bed. I knelt down. I invited Jesus Christ by faith into my life. It was not by works. Jesus didn't say, right, you can become a Christian if you do 300 push-ups. Or if you help the lady across the road 300 times. Because it's not by works. We cannot earn our salvation by works. And here Paul was challenging the church at Galatia and says, did you receive the Spirit by works or by faith? And how many of you know We receive Jesus by faith. Amen? But what has happened to people in this world today is we so often accept Jesus by faith, but then we slip into works mentality. We slip into the works of the law. We slip into that we have to earn our way to the kingdom of God. Friends, let me tell you something. None of your working so hard will get you into the kingdom of God. Nothing. Zero. You know what the word nothing means? Nothing. The only way you can enter the kingdom of God and experience all that God has for you when you accept him by faith. You accept the spirit by faith. And here the Galatians had suddenly gone off on another path. And Paul was trying to address them and say, get back on the path. He says, are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And what this means is, you know, I could give you a Greek word, a Hebrew word, and a Japanese word, and guess what? You will not remember it. But being perfected by the flesh means, it's made of two words, in and to accomplish. And Paul was saying, listen, you guys, you are so foolish. You think you started off by the Spirit But now you're being perfected. You you think you're going to grow in maturity. You think you're going to grow up in the Lord by doing works by the flesh. Do you understand? But you know what, friends? Let me tell you something. As I travel the world, I see this is a problem amongst Christians. They give their lives to Jesus by faith. And they think their separation and being sanctified and growing in God is by works. And they think by works of the flesh, trying to earn their way, earn their growth, is that they're going to become mature and set apart in God. It never works because it is by the Spirit. 
Galatians 3 verse 3 says, And beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human flesh? And this was Paul's challenge to the Galatian church. Friends, I, want to, I believe that this is a challenge to you and I, to every nation, Acacia Hotel, Victory Acacia, to you as a person. After beginning in the spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? This message is for each one of us. Friends, it is so easy to slip from living by the spirit to living by the flesh or human effort. And I want you to take a deep breath now. Come on, breathe. Because some of you think you're foolish. Deep breath. One, two. But now I'm going to share the exciting news. You see, because there is a way that I want to share with you this, this afternoon that is life-changing. And I, my prayer is that it's going to be life-changing for every single one of you. Because this is what Corinthians says. Now, the word now means now, not means tomorrow, now. Now, God wants to do something in your life. Now, you are here for a reason, because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do something in your life. It says, now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Friends, let me tell you something. When I understood this verse... Because you know what? I was a man pleaser. I used to love pleasing people. But guess what? It led me to burn out. It led me to live a life that, that wasn't spirit led. It was man led. And so when I experienced freedom, man, I tell you, it was life changing for me. That doesn't mean I don't work hard. Because some people live by the, the spirit of freedom and they do nothing. They become bone idle. This is not what the verse is saying. I still work hard. I still trust God for miracles. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, if the Spirit is in you, my friend, it will bring freedom to your life. How many of you got a dog at home? How many of you know when you open that front door, what happens to him? He's gone. Why? Freedom. Freedom. I know sometimes in the Philippines, you've got the dogs in cages. Is that right? I've seen it in one or two places. Guess what? You open that door, he's gone. They know how to experience freedom. But why we as a church, we like to be boxed in and kept in bondage. Friends, we as Christians, if we truly believe the power of God, we should experience freedom. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says, And we all with an unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being made transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The Lord is the Spirit. We should be transformed. We should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, put your hand here. You know that this is going to be renewed. Did you know that? You know, uh, this is the greatest battle here is in our mind, is our thinking. You know, the enemy never attacks my ankle. He never attacks my kneecap. The enemy always attacks my mind. 
And in my mind, when I look in the mirror, you know, if I look, am, am I still so guapo at 50 years of age? Now, by the way, I'm older than that. <laughs> but you see, our minds, and the devil tries to take control of our minds, but when we are filled with the Spirit, something begins uh, to happen. And so the question I want to ask you, and if you're taking notes, write this down. How can we be set apart? How can we be sanctified? How can we be that holy person that God's been talking about, full of the Holy Spirit being set apart, that we are different? You know, we as Christians, we are different. You at church today. Your non-Christians are not here. We are different. We want to be in the presence of God. We want to hear God's word. We want to worship together. We're different. We give of our, of our tithes and offerings. Your non-Christian people don't do that. Why? Because you've been set apart. You're holy. But how can we be set apart? I'm so glad you asked me. By knowing the truth. By knowing the truth. John 8.32 says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will will set you free. Friends, if you are walking in bondage today, it's because you do not know the truth. Please do not find truth on the internet. It's, there's good stuff, but there's weird stuff. Please don't look for a prophetic word on the internet for your life. There's weird stuff out there. How do you know the truth? You know, the Bible talks in Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 2, says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do I renew my mind? You see, I can't take my mind out of my head and put it in the shower and take the shower nozzle, get some soap, and then put my, head back, my mind back the other way around. You don't renew your mind like that. You re renew your mind by God's word. How many of you read your Bible? You see, friends, you cannot put your Bible next to your pillow at home and think during the process of osmosis, you can get the word into you. It doesn't work. I've tried it. Don't tell my wife. I've tried it. Sometimes I'm reading my Bible at home and, and the Bible falls on my face. And I think, well, that's a great way to get God's word into my mind. It doesn't work. You've got to read it. You've got to read it. You've got to find out what the book of hesitation says. Now, some of you are thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't know that was in the Bible. <laughs> no, it's not. But how do you know that if you don't know your Bible? How do you know truth? I worked in the bank many, many years ago. Most of you were not born. Actually, one or two of you were born. And when they taught us the counterfeit notes, all they taught us was the real thing. Real thing, real thing, real thing, real thing, real thing. And if a counterfeit popped in, ha, counterfeit. Why? I knew the real thing. 
And so in life, when you know truth and you know what God's word says and you're in a victory group and you come to church and you come to the marriage course and you come to foundations course where God's word becomes alive to you and it enters you as truth and your mind gets transformed and how to treat your wife, how to raise your children, your mind gets transformed and you'll see your family begin to change. You see your city change. You see your nation change. Why? Because your mind's been transformed. You are sanctified by the word of God. Your mind begins to change. Often people look at my children and they say, Pastor Bernard, you're so lucky. You've got three amazing children. And I said, man, that's not luck. That's blood, sweat, tears, prayer, discipline. We used to discipline our children in the bathroom. Place of cleansing. We used to open the window. And we used to pray, discipline, that the demons leave and go out of the window to Alabang. (laughs) But it's transforming your mind. Friends, I want to say to you, please read your Bible. You have to read. I can't read it for you. I can't. You have to read it every day. You see, friends, we either walk by the Spirit or we walk by the flesh. That's a choice. And I want, I, my prayer every day for myself is that I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I want the freedom of the Spirit. I want the fullness of the Spirit. I, I don't want those other things that are listed there as works of the flesh. Because that's human effort. That's when we don't have this Holy Spirit in our lives. We begin to see those types of things. And I'm sure I could add another hundred of those things. Romans 8 verse 5 says, And for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Let me tell you, your life will radically change when you set your mind on the Spirit and you will see the outworking of that in the natural. So when somebody cuts you off that jeepney, cuts you off in the street... You see, people in the flesh want to shout and scream certain words that are not part of my vocabulary. But you know what I do? I pray. Because I have the Spirit in me. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. How can we be set apart? Remember, the first one is truth. Know your Bible. Read your Bible. Get the Bible into you. It's being continually filled with the Holy Spirit. I love the series, Making Room for the Holy Spirit, Making Room for the Presence of God. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and says, but be filled with the Spirit every day. It's not only when you gave your life to Christ that you're filled with the Spirit. Guess what? You and I need the Spirit every day. And the best way for me to explain it to you is by these bottles. Do you know water is symbolic of the Holy Spirit? And if the bottle's your life, you see, friends, when you are full of the Holy Spirit every day, you will walk in the power of the Spirit. Can you look up there? No space, very little space for the enemy to work. But what happens? You and I, you read your Bible once a week. Guess what? Ah, there's a gap. There's a space for the enemy to come and reside 
and to start working on your mind. Guess what? You don't read your Bible. You don't come to church for a month. Guess what? More. There's a bigger gap. All of a sudden you think, oh, why am I drinking so much? Why, am I, why, why, am, why is there abuse in my home? Why am I behaving this way? You're living in the flesh. There's no more spirit. The spirit's gone. And guess what? If, if you don't read your Bible, you don't come to church, that's what happens. People become spiritually dry. And so, you know, friends, this is, this is it. You know, I pray every day that God will fill my cup. I don't leave my house until I say, Lord, fill my cup to overflowing. Fill my cup. Lord, I pray that you would fill me with your power and your presence. But I also read the Bible. I just don't rely on the water. I rely on the word. It's the word and the water. It's the word and the Holy Spirit. It's both. What's the result? If we are full of the presence of God, if we are asking God, just fill my cup to overflowing, what happens is that we begin to host the presence of God. We've been set apart. We've been sanctified. We host the presence of God. The presence of God is in me. It's not only in Pastor Ariel or the frozen chosen. It's not only with the people with the titles bishops and archbishops and house bishops. It's with all of us. We can have the presence of God. And you know what? When we host the presence of God, what's the result? Is that we are able to release God's presence. What your community needs is men and women that love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and mind, that they are filled with the power and the presence of God and look for opportunities to release the presence of God. You know, my aim is to position myself in the splash zone of the presence. How many of you have been in a splash zone? How many of you know it's exciting? Most of us, when we go to places like this, oh, I don't want to get wet. I've only been once to Divisoria this year. I've got no more clothes. But guess what? When you position yourself in the splash zone of your presence, God saturates you with the power and his presence and his spirit. You see, this is what happens, friends, is that when you know the truth, what God's word says, and you encounter the infilling of the power and the presence of God, you then walk in authority of what God has. Oh, we need people in your community, in your city, in your nation, that walks in the power of the authority of God's word to look for opportunities to host and release God's presence. Let me give you one example of what's the practical outworking of this. You know, it's not to impress people with your intellect. I can share a word of God here in English that you will not even understand. I can use words this big that you'll think, oh my God, is this guy speaking in tongues? But I'm not here to impress you with my intellect. I want to share what it means to walk with the power and the presence of God in a practical way. One of the ways is an act of faith. Last year, this time, my grandson, little Jackson, was very, very sick. He was very, very sick. They rushed him to the local hospital in our town called Christchurch. 
and uh, he was too sick to be housed there. So they put him in a medical aeroplane with a four-seater aeroplane with, I'm just amazed at what they did. You know, they had two doctors on board, they had nurses, so it must have been a six-seater because my daughter was on plus the pilot, flew little Jackson from Christchurch to Auckland where he was in an induced coma for seven days. He picked up croup. He, I don't know where he picked up swine flu because we had no pigs at our house. All we had is bacon in the fridge. But he picked up swine flu. He picked up nine other viruses. He was a very sick little boy. You see, when you have, you know the word of God, you know the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you then have the opportunity in faith to release the presence of God onto this little boy. You see, when you release the presence of God, and if you see in the picture, it's, it's released in the, by a dove. It's one of the symbols in the Bible about the Holy Spirit. You see, I can release the presence. No, uh, I can release it because I'm full of God's word and full of his presence. Guess what? You can do exactly the same. It's not just for me. Everybody, when you host the presence of God, you can release it. When you separate yourself as a godly man and a godly woman to say, I'm going to be used by God in my town, my city, my community. I'm going to be full of the presence of God and I'm going to look for opportunities to release God's presence. You know, we had the sick little boy, but Colin and I had the privilege of, of looking after little Charlie in our home. And, and she spent the whole time listening to her mommy's music. My daughter's a songwriter and has put out CDs. But guess what? I had to do the same prayer to release the presence of God on her. It's not only sick people that you release the presence of God and trust God for miracles. You know what? You might be trusting God for a job. Release God's presence. You might be trusting God for a wife. Okay. Look in the newspaper. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> But you can pray and you can trust God. You can stand in faith and watch what God will do. And friends, I want to encourage you. We're entering a season, I believe, and I want to speak prophetically. I believe we're entering a season where we need to activate the spiritual gifts that God's entrusted to us. You know, it's so easy to pray for people in the church. It's so easy for me to come and, are you sick? Let me pray. You got a sore toe? Let me pray. But what about out there? What about taking the, taking the gospel of Christ, the presence of God, and release his presence out where you live and where, where you work? But just don't be weird. I've never had an atheist tell me I can't, I can't pray for him. And when I, when I journey with people and they say, you know what, my mom's sick. And I said, do you mind if I pray for you? Nobody has ever said no. In my heart... I'm hosting the presence. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to release the presence. I don't say to him, eh, can I release the presence of God in you? And then you go, no, you'll think you're weird. Be normal. Pray. Trust God. Encourage. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. 
And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, that's my prayer, that God will present himself to you, that you'll say, yes, I want to be set apart. I want to host his presence. I want to be able to release his presence. I want God to be able to use me. Guess what, pastor? I'm going to read my Bible from today. I'm going to pray every day that God fills my cup to overflowing. Friends, don't wait for tomorrow. The devil would have taken the seat from your spirit straight away. Start today. It's a now day. It's a now moment. Friends, why do I do what I do? It's because Jesus captivated my heart. What Christ did on the cross for me and the difference he's made in my life. I just want to surrender all to him. I want the word of God in my life. I want the power and the presence of God in my life. And I look for opportunities to release the presence of God. And I want to pray for you this afternoon. Won't you close your eyes? And one of the reasons why I ask people to close eyes, because I don't want them to be distracted by what's happening around them. There's so many distractions in life. We have our phones with us all the time as a distraction. I really want you to focus in this moment. I believe Hotel Arcacia in this room is a splash zone. And I believe that God wants to splash His presence on you. And I want you to receive from Him. I want you to drink from the fountain that never runs dry. And I would love to pray for people. I actually would like to lay my hands upon you because I want to impart something into your spirit. If you are desperate, now this might not be for everybody, otherwise you'll all be here, but you know that there'll be a quickening in your spirit. I want to pray for people who's saying, Pastor, I want to be set apart. I want to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. I want to get into this Word and I want to be filled with the presence. I want to, I want to host His presence and I'm going to go and I'm going to release His presence wherever God should take me. I'm desperate for more of you. If that's you, come forward right away. I don't want you to think about it, pray about it. Who's the first? If there's only one person, I'm a happy man. Because God knows who's going to be that person this, this afternoon. Is there anybody this afternoon? All it takes is one person to begin the flow. One person. Any brave people here? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Friends, this is your life. This is your calling. This is what God wants to do in your life. I believe there's a husband and wife that should be in the front here and two singles, two single people I really see. Do you want, I, th I think God's going to show me who you are and then I'm going to call you out. Is that okay? No, you're getting nervous now. I don't want you to miss out. I don't want you to miss out. I believe there are people, you're sitting with it and you're saying, Lord, uh, should I? Or, 
I want to pray for you. Last time, thank you for coming. Thank you. There's a couple, there's a mom, there's a husband and wife. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you guys want to just stretch out in the front here, please? So people can come through. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh man, I'm really excited. Those of you who've come forward, I'm going to come down and I'm going to lay hands on your head. And the reason why is I'm trusting God for an impartation. What I carry today in this message, I want to impart to you. And I'm praying for a, a moment, a Kairos moment in your walk with God that's going to shift into greater measure that you will, will never ever be labeled, oh foolish Galatians but that you're going to walk in the power of the Spirit, that you're going to host God's presence. But this prayer, friends, let me tell you, it's not only for those in the front row. As I lay hands, I want you to receive it where you are. And so if you want to touch the person's shoulders next to you so that that prayer that can impact people's lives, please do it as well. Because I'm praying for everybody. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I just pray for these precious people. Raise your hands as a way of receiving. Lord, I pray. I pray for these precious people, Lord God. I pray as I lay hands. Lord, there'd be an impartation of the power of your spirit, Lord. Lord, that there's a call to a separation. Lord, there's a call, Lord God, for more of your word, more of your spirit. Lord, may these people truly host your presence in every sense of the word, Lord God. Lord, as you give them a love for your word, may they grow in the knowledge of your word. May they be transformed in their mind, Lord God. May they be filled with with the power of your presence, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I pray for these precious souls, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Release your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just receive now. Receive. Remember, Paul wrote to the Galatians, you received by faith. You received by faith. I want you to drink from the fountain that never runs dry. Drink from the river of God that it's going to flow into you. I believe God's going to give you a, a greater desire for His Word greater desire to be filled with His Spirit every moment of every day. A greater desire to host His presence and release His presence, Lord God. And so, Father, I pray this for this church family. May this day be a mark in people's lives where we encountered You in a real way, fresh way, in Jesus' name.